Welcome into Prep Sports tonight. Thank you for being with us. We are half an hour away from Vol Calls. Calhoun's on the river taking over. There's a Tennessee football game I hear coming up on Saturday. They will be discussing. We'll be talking about what happened in week one as well as what's coming up in week two. Here the next half hour with Jesse Smithy of fivestarpreps.com. Check out Jesse's rankings. Don't worry about those. Well, I guess you can check out the others even more so because Jesse's going to be helping them out. But uh, the the five-star preps rankings give you a better idea of what's going on. I would hope so. We've been covering football in the area for a very long time. We're just two years old, but everybody on our staff has been covering high school football here in the greater Knoxville area for well more than a decade. I think my first year was 2002, and Dave Link and Mike Blackerby have been around for a long time. and. Just another way of calling us old but experienced. But we know these teams. We see these teams. We know about programs across the state. And I'm sorry. I, I You know me. I, I don't put people on blast on Twitter. That's right. not me. But those Associated Press rankings, are they were just, as I coined it, atrocious. Yeah. Um, so check out 5starpreps.com. Check out the 5 Star Preps Top 15 That'll give you a better idea. Uh, it was pretty easy to rank Central, I'd say, at the end of last season, wouldn't you say, Jesse, with what the Bobcats were able to it do? It was, and I totally whiffed on them at the first of the 2018 <laughs> season, but they proved themselves to be 5A state champions. And uh, now back uh, here and, and defending and starting off 1-0 and in Week 1 with a big win over Cleveland, and we're now joined by head coach Bryson Rosser. Bryson, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I know you're busy. I know you got practice. Um, let's go back to week one and just kind of what your expectations were for that game. You guys went uh, 151 to 20, I believe. Your quarterback, Dakota Falver, threw for five touchdowns. He threw for 357 yards. Did that meet expectations? Did that exceed expectations? How did you How did you rank it? Well, you can never complain when you score that many points in week one. Um, you know, you know, week one's challenging, and not just for us, but I'm sure for every coach, because you just don't quite know what your team's identity is just as yet. Uh, you knew Cleveland would come in with a strong program. You knew Coach Wheeler and, and everything that he'd done losing in the, the 3A state game uh, last year. Um, you know, he does things right. And we were trying to find our own identity as well, and just trying to see, you know, what would work for us, what would get us comfortable. Um, and started off very slow, you know, had some, some substantial drops um, early on from a veteran group of receivers. But, you know, Dakota hung in there, hang it, hung in there sorry, um, kind of composed himself and got back to playing his, his style of play. And we were very fortunate to come away with the win. You lose such a big player in Demetrian Johnson, a guy who was well over 1,000 yards receiving last year. And, and you could see probably halfway through last year, the really special connection that Dakota Falver and he had on the field. Did you sense any kind of concern or worry out of Dakota that he wouldn't have one of those guys again this year? Not necessarily. And, you know, that's where seven on seven was very good for us because, you know, in our, in our uh, top guy of receiving core, we have a group of six that's very strong and four of those guys are seniors. So he's he spent quite a bit of time with a lot of those guys, and they they have uh, some familiar ways with him, and uh, they love to work hard. They get a lot of extra work in, so you know maybe it's not so much of one guy um, as it is probably multiple guys that he's grown up with in this program, in this offense, and feel more comfortable with. We're talking to Central Coach Bryson Rosser. How does that help you and your coaching staff? Some of those guys who have played a lot or guys who have been in the program for a few years to be able to count on them for leadership or, or to understand what you expect of them? 
you know, this group's so interesting, man. We have a lot of guys returning, and we have a good group of guys that, you know, are are inexperienced at the time as well. So having those guys on the field help us in tremendous ways. They're like coaches on the field. Um, you know, obviously getting the game plan down and getting them comfortable on that is one other thing. But, you know, once you put, put them in the right position, I mean, it's very easy for them to just go out, have fun, and play. You know, they've been through quite a bit uh, in their careers here. You know, obviously a lot of highs here recently, but – they also, you know, haven't forgotten some of the lows that uh, this program endured since I've been here as well, too. So very humble group, uh, very cerebral group, very uh, fun group to be around for sure. Bryson, in the coaching fraternity here locally, it seems like they're always willing to help each other when maybe you get to a big game, if, whether it's a, a state championship and asking Gary Rankin or George Quarles or whoever how they handle the week. I'm curious if in the off season, if you picked anybody's brain about how to handle uh, the quote unquote title defense and just kind of maybe see what they endured and, and the, the pros and cons of it. You know, honestly, uh, I didn't do that as much as I, I wanted to, you know, there are a couple of people that I wanted to reach out to and kind of ask about that, but um, it still kind of took a while for it to settle in for me. And by the time it hit me, I think we were already in spring ball. So it might've been too late. Um, but no, you know, the the main thing for me was to transition to the new group. Um, and as I transition, they transition. And it's a new group, new team, new objectives, new mission, new goals, new challenges, new everything. Um, so we just kind of wiped the slate clean. You know, I always have a relationship uh, with my mentor, Scott Blade, and I always talk back and forth with, with George Quarles and, and Coach Rankin, but never anything intently about uh, defending the title because uh, I now know how hard it is to really get to that level. And, you know, for our guys in our program, that is not the ultimate goal. Um, The ultimate goal is to have fun and play football and see if you get a chance to play there. But, you know, we know that what we did was not um, very common, at least not for us at Central just yet. So it's hard to talk about, you know, that just just yet. Now that the season has started, can you look back over the last um, eight months or so and and maybe speak to some of the, the pros and cons of that? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, the pros are unbelievable for this community and this program and this team to have such a huge accomplishment. Um, there's such, you know, the school model is pride and tradition and there's such a, a even bigger sense of pride in the program after these guys accomplishment, accomplishing what they did. There are so many great teams and coaches and managers and players that have come before us. Um, it was definitely uh, great to have that, that, that feeling, um, of holding that for them. And, you know, the cons, I don't know really too many of the cons when you win a state championship there other than just trying to make sure the kids are focused. And they didn't have a problem with that. Um, you know, they were anxiously awaiting to get those rings. Um, that's probably the the biggest thing is <laughs> trying to raise money for rings. But after you get that, you know, it's almost a sense of accomplishment. You take a deep breath. Uh, you get a couple of good sleeps in and, and celebrating it, and then you just turn the page to the next one. Our guest is Central Coach Bryson Rosser, and you mentioned that ultimate goal, uh, have fun, play football. What's the thought behind that? How how does that help you as a team or as a program? Well, it's just so much bigger than just the game, you know, at least to us and, and, you know, really to me. I mean, I was very fortunate to play on the college level, and I, I know that even though that is a dream of a lot of young men out there, that's just not possible for everybody. And um, I kind of made it an, an objective of mine to make sure when the kids left our program, they absolutely loved being a part of our program. 
you know, you, you know, you don't want, I hate to hear kids that say they had a bad experience in high school with a coach or at a program or with a team. And, you know, fortunately we've been able to win quite a bit of games, but even first starting off, you know, when we didn't win, you know, quite as much or the big games, kids still come back and feel a sense of pride in their program. And when we talk about family, that's what it means. You know, no matter when you played in the program, you always are connected and you'll always be a part of it. So if you take the uh, the football out of it and you really just enjoy time, having fun, team meals, walkthroughs, workouts, music, the stuff that kids really don't want to do but come to enjoy, then it really is about having fun and just living life. Bryson, we're still seeing highlight videos of you on social media. I'm wondering if you can you can give us a little tease or, or a hint as to when your huddle film comes out. Oh, man, coming soon. I had a new highlight today, matter of fact, that I need to uh, send you once I get off a of huddle. I actually ran the ball a little bit today, okay. so stay tuned for that. Stay so, tuned. So like, Appreciate my offer, by the way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Offer. That offer still stands. It's still on the table and uh, waiting for uh, we'll, we'll do a recruiting visit with you soon. But like, how fun is that for you, though, to get out there and still stretch your arm out, stretch your legs out, and, and see what, what you still have? Well, my dad jokingly tells me I better enjoy it while I got it. So I, I really take that in, into uh, effect. Uh, I make sure I do all my stretching at night. I try not to mention my age to the guys too much. Um, I warm up a whole lot more when they don't see me. So when I get out the field, I'm ready to go. But that's extremely fun. And there's way more talented quarterbacks and guys out there on other teams. But, you know, I just it keeps me engaged. Um, it helps me study the other teams, you know, scout offense and, it makes less other guys know they're going to get a decent look. You know, I think I can still make some throws here and there. So if they're not on their P's and Q's, they'll get lit up. And you know, that the other effect of that is if they get a turnover or a pick or anything on me, well, I don't hear the end of it, but you know, at the end of the day, it's us having fun, man. You know, it's the game and having fun. And those are memories that they'll never forget, you know, for better or for worse. They remember the time they picked off coach or coach threw a touchdown on them, so on and so forth. So it goes both ways. It's best for both of us. So effectively you're playing Tommy Sweat this week, the Fulton quarterback. Yeah, nowhere close to as athletic as him. And I just want to let him know that I'll tell him in pregame, but I, <laughs> I tried, but he's definitely, I saw him play. He's definitely way more athletic, but I tried. I tried. What is the key to, to defending this Fulton team? I watched him last week. Tommy, I thought, played a decent game. We just, I think Fulton just kind of had a case of the drops he's there with its receiving core. Yeah, they're an unbelievable team with plenty of talent. And Coach Black does an unbelievable job with his program. And obviously, they're a perennial powerhouse. So, you know, it's just a matter of time before they get it all together. And watching them on film, it's like, man, like you said, they're one play away here, one play away there. They're quarterback in my eyes, is an absolute stud. He doesn't come off the field. He's encouraging guys. He's putting people in the right place at the right time. Um, so it's very tough to defend them and to try and move the ball on them. Um, Coach McMillan, you know, another good friend of mine, does a great job with the defense. So, you know, it's a matchup that we're looking forward to. These guys know each other really well. I mean, the players, you know, coaches have a great relationship. And it's the battle of Broadway. You know, you throw out any records, any any history, any implica- anything, you know, you just go out there and have fun for 48 minutes. So we're looking for a great atmosphere. Yeah, is this the kind of game that can show you about something about your team's ability to focus, knowing that it's going to be a big game and it's one that's going to get more attention? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, you know, last year it was the, it was the game that made us really question everything we were doing in which we dropped and went to 0-2, but – you know, ultimately, it's a it's a test of, of two teams that are very similar. You know, well-coached, um, great athletes on both sides of the ball, 
you know, interior got tough guys that want to get at, get after it. So uh, it's the matchup that you want and that you look for every single week. And, you know, we're excited to be in the opportunity to play. Um, we know it's going to be rocking and rolling over there at their place. It always is. It's always a great environment. And it's, uh, again, you know, we'll see how the ball bounces and hopefully it goes in our direction. Well, it's going to be fun to follow and see what happens Central and Fulton this week. Uh, congrats on all the success. Thanks so much for taking some time to uh, join us. And uh, do you need, need to hit the ice bath? Do we need to let you go for that one? <laughs> Cryo chamber, man. Nope, That's right. Already, already, already iced the arms on <laughs> There you go. Now it's ready to get a good night's sleep for tomorrow, Scouto. Good deal. Uh, well, uh, thanks so much for the time again. We appreciate it and uh, look forward to Central Fulton this week. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Central Thanks, Coach, coach uh, Bryson Rosser has done uh, a tremendous job with that program. It's so, it's so, his energy so infectious. I've been at yeah. some of their program, uh, some of their practices. Uh, they come out to our kind of preseason get together at main event. Coach Rosser is just burning kids up on the Papa Shot <laughs> basketball. Do not play Bryson Rosser on the basketball Papa Shot. You will lose and you will lose badly. He's. Very good. I've tried multiple times to beat his high score. I couldn't even get close. He, he probably, I'm sure he would have beaten me. You know, I had the high score for the, the hot shot game at... Um, Is it uh, called it, hot shot or pop a shot? Well, pop a shot's the closer. Was it the smaller, closer, or was this like... Uh, it's not the high goal. It's yeah. the smaller, closer one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I had none on the high goal. I don't think I did on the small goal. Okay. Uh, smoke Jimmy Himes. Don't mind yeah. telling you that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's gonna have a, he's gonna have a problem with me after that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I'll take your advice. I'll yeah. I'll he avoid says fun to be around, and I think like you said, the players enjoy enjoy their time at Central, and that kind of energy uh, trickles down all the way into the locker room and onto the field. Yeah, makes a difference. I think we've seen that. We'll come back uh, for another segment of Prep Sports tonight. He's Jesse Smithy, Five Star dot com. I'm Josh Ward. We'll take a look ahead to Week Two of the high school football season before Vol calls at eight o'clock right here on FM ninety nine point one, the Sports Animal. Tennessee for sports. We are 99.1, the sports animal. This is Prep Sports Tonight. Uh, we always podcast the show afterward online and on the WNML app. Jesse Smithy is here every week. Fivestarpreps.com is his website. Same Twitter handle as well, at Five Star Preps. And uh, you mentioned during Tennessee Sports Night, South Oil, really good start. Uh, with that win against Fulton, getting ready for Grace Christian, also 1-0 after the first week. But Elijah Young, really nice start there with South Doyle. You know what? I had my doubts about him being a, an SEC tailback because I never really had that wow moment with him until Saturday night against Fulton. He just did whatever he wanted to, whether it's hurtling people, whether it was yards after initial contact. That guy was just a level above everybody else out there, and it was so easy to see uh, the work that he's put in. He had a lot of injuries last year and only got to play, I think, maybe seven games and um, only finished his junior year with 700 yards. I think he was upset about that. and Not that he blitzed Fulton for 250 or anything. He's, he's Maybe he had 89 yards rushing, uh, but also had 30 or 40 yards receiving, and I just thought he looked like the complete package. I didn't even really think South Doyle played its best game. And still won forty-two to three against Fulton, so they're definitely a team to to keep an eye on going forward. As I said on uh, on the air earlier in the in the hour, that they're a top five caliber team. They're not there yet in the Associated Press rankings. In our rankings, they're number four team 
in five-star preps, which is about a 60-school area. So really high expectations for South Doyle. You can sense it in the crowd that they brought uh, to Fulton, a big community support. So uh, it's going to be kind of a, a tidal way with them going forward. Alcoa is 1-0 after an impressive win last week, number one in the five-star preps, top 15, getting ready for Austin East. Correct. Just a junior-loaded class and big kickoff return right before half by J.R. Jones that swung the tide in Alcoa's favor, made that a 14-9 game at Blackman on Saturday night. And, of course, uh, next thing you know, Alcoa's rolling in the second half, getting interceptions, getting key touchdown passes and, and runs from Sam Valton. And they found themselves, found out who they were pretty quick. Uh, With so many guys coming back, it wasn't going to take a lot of time for Alcoa to find its identity. So pretty much looking forward to Austin East this Friday night. Austin East gave them a little bit of trouble in a couple games last year, but Austin East did not look good against Webb in week one. Now coaches always say our biggest improvement will be from week one to week two. Austin East has a lot of improving to do. I mean, zero points, a lot of drops. A lot of bad throws just did not look all together on Friday night in that three to nothing loss to Webb. You mentioned uh, Webb just outside your top fifteen getting ready to play at Macaulay. Yeah, and that's a game that they probably aren't going to be expected to win. Macaulay's in the top division in Division Two AAA. It was a twenty-seven to seven game a year ago. They're going to have more numbers, more depth. Everything's going. To, the cards are going to be stacked against Webb. I think the good thing for Webb, even though they didn't put up touchdowns. They had two guys go for 120 yards. And when you lose Elijah Howard, a Tennessee commitment who transfers to Baylor, you wonder how are we going to produce out of this wing T offense? Elijah Bain, a junior running back, ran for 121 yards. Grissom Anderson filled the role nicely, 120 yards out of him. So uh, I think Dave Meske has a little bit to work with this year. Farragut against West is probably an interesting one just because good matchup there mm-hmm. uh, to your top eight teams, but both coming off really impressive uh, or exciting wins in week one. They both handled adversity well. Yeah. West uh, had a 14-point lead against Bearden in the fourth quarter. They lost that. They could have crumbled uh, against one of their top rivals, uh, rivals Excuse me, and uh, did not. First-year quarterback Baker Dance threw a touchdown pass in overtime to win the game. Huge confidence builder for him in his first start as to uh, how he's going to be able to handle these pressure-packed moments. Farragut found themselves down 13 points twice on the road at a really good Bradley Central team. And Matt White, running back, ran for 190 yards on 27 carries, two touchdowns. Gavin Wilkinson had a nice day throwing the football. So uh, they had a lot of guys that they graduated and some question marks around their team. So to do that in that environment on the road uh, speaks well for what Farragut might bring to the table this year. Another uh, battle of top 10 teams, Powell and Anderson County this Friday. Powell probably not super happy with the way they played in that win over Greenville, but they beat Greenville, and yeah. that that was the key objective there. Like that game had a lot of lightning delays, weather, wet football, but they found an answer at tailback in Baylor Hughes uh, for Fernando Francis, who is out indefinitely with uh, some type of leg injury. Um, but Baylor Hughes looked impressive. He recently just got an offer tonight from Harvard University, so congrats to Baylor Hughes on that. So Powell's still going to be able to contend for a 5A state title, whether they have Fernando Francis or not. Anderson County uh, got off to a big start, a 26 nothing win over Clinton in Week 1. That game's always emotional and and pressure-packed, and, and Anderson County's first-year starting quarterback, Stone Hatmaker, uh, handled that well. He didn't like throw for 300 yards or anything, but it was an efficient performance from Anderson County, and they're going to see if they can kind of add more to the repertoire this week against Powell. 
Maryville, uh, one to know, got the win against William Blunt. We'll play Bearden this week. Uh, Maryville's number three in your rankings and mentioned Bearden coming off that loss to West. Yeah, just looked like a typical Maryville team. T. Hodge got it all started Friday night with a touchdown run. Um, Cade Chambers threw three touchdown passes, threw for over 200 yards. I don't think he even logged a running attempt, and he's a running kind of dual threat quarterback for Maryville. So they didn't have to expend a lot of energy in that game, and that's key for them because they have some big matchups coming up, including Alcoa in a couple of weeks. Hey, uh, Hardin Valley, uh, n- not a ton of points there, but a, a win they'll take for sure. Getting ready for Cleveland this week, you might expect them to need more points, but uh, nice start for Hardin Valley, big game this week. Correct. Kelton Gunn had a good start to his senior year, 97 yards and a touchdown. Anytime you go to Blankenship Field in Oak Ridge and get a win, whether it's 3 to nothing or 13-6, to six, like the score ended up being, you're going to take it, especially when you have some young guys around Kelton Gunn and some of these seniors, especially when you have – a fairly new coaching staff. Remember, Mike Potter's just taking over there yep. and got the job in the summer. So you go to 5A Oak Ridge and get a win, and you get out of there uh, no matter what the scoreboard is. But going on the road to Cleveland, they will likely need some more points out of that offense. And Oak Ridge goes to Dominance Bennett. Yeah, they're old foe, and the, they go up there. It's a long bus ride, obviously. Uh, going to be a double-decker stadium, huge band, uh, massive environment, a lot of history and tradition between both programs, and Oak Ridge has to get this offense fixed. They have a good running back. They have a good quarterback. They got some size on the line. So what's keeping them from just you know seeing if the the on switch will come on or not? So somebody's got to flip it. And again, it's so you don't want to judge teams by week one performance. I think Coach Gaddis will get it uh, straightened out there. Catholic took care of business in week one. It will play on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, up in the state of Kentucky, but uh, uh, it should be a tough test, and, and which I'm sure Steve Matthews is happy to see for his team. Right. They'll go up there and play a, a doubleheader and, and against a Fort Thomas Highlands program that's won 23 state championships. Think about that. Alcoa has the most in Tennessee with 17. Yeah. This program's won 23. However, they haven't won one since 2014. And just looking at film on the guys, I think uh, Catholic will be heavily favored to, to win that football pro, football game Saturday night. And then, uh, did we mention Halls? Halls want to know. Uh, n- nice start there, which they were really excited Yeah, about. and Coach Cummings' son had to come in the game as a sophomore and lead yeah. the team to victory because uh, Ty Humphrey got hurt. And so, uh, big night for Halls football, and they'll try to go 2-0 and this week against Carnes. Yeah, what, what do you think there? It's good. I think it'll be a fun game. Carnes can run the football this year. Carter at home against Campbell County. Uh, you can see the full schedule. Check out the rankings, fivestarpreps.com. Uh, five seconds to go. Anything else to add there? You're awesome. There you go. I'll take that. <laughs> at Five Star Preps, follow him there. Ball Calls is next.